Hey, buddy, you ready to start the show? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to The Worst Contest on the Internet, a show about creeps, by creeps, for creeps. My name is Vinny Paulino. This is my co-host, Hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? I'm feeling all right today. I'm feeling pretty confident. So we put out a poll. People could choose what the theme would be this week. They certainly did. We had a bunch of blue-collar type of jobs. We went with the servicemen, the tradesmen. Yeah. But before we do, let's talk about last week real quick, shall we, Carl? Oh, right. Yeah, before we, guess... we before we get that far, let's talk about last week. Our new algorithm, our very technical algorithm has been put to work. It has calculated the votes. And Carl, would you like to read the results to everybody? I will. <laughs> now, if you, if you go to our website right now, you will see that I actually have more votes than Vinny did. Problem is, is that there's some cheaters out there. And while I appreciate that they're cheating on my side... We had to go ahead and scrub some of those fake votes. Cheaters and never prosper. The result is Vinny with 55% of the votes. I mean, you crushed me in our last round, 5-1, to one, and now you already have a 1-0 lead on me for this round. Well, listen, man. My creep was a guy who is probably the most debased individual I know, to walk and across the planet. I, and you can only way, use that card once. I was talking to my buddy Croge about that. I thought that was kind of weak. You just picked a guy out of history that was... I mean, if that's the case, then we can always just pick out like whatever mass murderer we want to. It was wild card. You pulled out Robert Nielsen, who committed his crimes like in the 80s. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why people are voting for it you. It was wild card. I don't card. understand. Wild I don't understand card. why you did that, but all right. Well, either way, it worked, so ha, 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 point Vinny. So let's talk about this week's theme, shall we? We did give everybody an opportunity to vote, and this week we are going with the creepiest garbage man, ladies and gentlemen. They work hard. They pick up the trash. They don't like to be called garbage men. They're sanitation workers in 2020. But today we are going to discover who is the worst of the worst. Yeah, this was an interesting uh, choice. Why? Well, because I wanted to research this, and I don't even know what to call these people to put it into Google. I don't know what people use, like trash collect, mafia boss. I don't even know what word you use to describe garbage man in the year 2020. A lot of Italians, I believe is yeah. a good expression, Italian. Yeah, for sure. But they're my people. So, yeah, garbage men, it wasn't that hard. No? Because there's one guy who stands above All right. the rest, and that is my creep this week. You want to ring that bell and we'll get, get into started. it? started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my creep this week hails from the great state of California. Not only was he a veteran, a civil serviceman, basically. He was a garbage man. He was a trash collector. That was his job. He was also the subject of the first major case of familial DNA convictions. They found him through the DNA of somebody else in his family. We'll get to that in a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, my creep today, his name is Lonnie Franklin Jr., a.k.a. the Grim Sleeper. And can I tell you my favorite fact about him, Carl, right out of the gate? Please do. When I saw the video of him in court, he looked exactly like WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. 
So okay, I do not know. Who you Teddy don't know Teddy Long? Long? No. Hold on, I'll pull up a picture for I'm you. I'm sorry, I don't go as deep in pro wrestling as you. Teddy do. Long was a great manager. Jesus, you're gonna laugh. I'm telling you, dude, he looks just like him. I mean, if you said classy Freddie Blassie or something, I would know what you were talking about. But Teddy Long, no, Teddy Long, that's Teddy. Oh, okay. He looks I, just dude, like. I've never seen that person before. Really? What year, What era are we talking about? Uh, this 80s, in? and then like in the okay. 2000s. All right. And let me show you a picture of Lonnie, so I can tell you I'm not just saying they all look alike. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, it's really a terrible <laughs> thing to say, which is not what I'm saying, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> I see the resemblance. Yes, yeah, so they definitely look alike. Okay. It was not me just screwed around. But, yeah, he uh, he definitely looked like... Um, it was they like de- Booker they are T, too, too, don't you think? <laughs> no. no. They are two men who happen to look identical. Well, my bad. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, my friend Lonnie. Here's an interesting story about him. Went to prison and he was convicted and sentenced to death for the murders of 10 people. Okay. He was kicked out of the military in 74. This is important. This is an important fact. I know you hate it when I go back and do this stuff. It's fine. But him and I'm two other army it. guys got kicked out together for tricking a 17-year-old German girl to get into a car with them. Then they gang raped her and took photos of it. I think I've seen the video of that, actually. Really? Yeah, there's a, there's a website. I'll, I'll shoot you the link afterwards. The men drove her home. They were like, okay, we're done gang raping you. We're talking, this is the 70s in Germany. They're like, we're done gang raping you. Where do we take you? And she goes, oh, back to my house. And she tricked these fucking idiots. The, not the best and the brightest we had in the army. She goes, I really liked you guys. You guys are great. Can I get your phone number? And the guys who <laughs> raped her wow. gave them the phone number. Obviously, she called the police. The police got in touch with the army. They were all sentenced to jail, and they were only in jail for a year. And then they were, you ready for this, Carl? Yeah. They got a general discharge from the army. Yeah. Not a dishonorable discharge no. for raping a, a foreign national. Right. They got a, all right, you guys go home now. USA. USA. <laughs> we're number one. We're number one. <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah, so uh, our, our military, definitely there's some, some issues going on there. So this dude started raping when he was serving our country uh-huh. but in spite of being a rapist and being removed from the army well, we don't know what role he played in that he could have just been watching the door i'm pretty sure that he at least took the photos because okay. there is going we're going to talk about photos oh, in a minute right uh in spite of being a rapist he was employed as a sanitation worker in los angeles he knew all the city's alleys the dumpsters and landfills and trust me ladies and gentlemen he used them a lot Franklin's first known victim was 29-year-old Deborah Jackson. Her body was discovered in August of 85. She had been shot three times in the chest and dumped in an alley. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. That's his first known victim. He shot and killed her after he raped her. I think that maybe he learned from his experience in Germany. Don't let him talk. Yeah. So I think he escalated and just freaking murdered this girl. Just don't give him your phone number. Yeah. That's what I would say. You don't have to kill people. (laughs) Just don't give him your address. Don't hand him a business card, (laughs) asshole. So all of his victims, he did the same thing that Albert Fish kind of did, and he found low-income like people that wouldn't be missed. In this particular case, it was people with drug issues and prostitutes yeah. that were African-American in Los Angeles in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Cops ignored all of it, and they all thought it was drug-related until later, a year a year later, 1986, a like deluge of bodies started showing up all over the town, Carl. We learned from last week that if no one in the family is causing a stink, then the cops aren't going to pay attention to it. Right. If, if, they don't, if their family's like, oh my gosh, she's missing, we don't know what's going on, if they're not hearing that... It's fine. 
Yeah, no problem. Pretty much. They found a 23 year old, a 26 year old, a 22 year old, an 18 year old, all dead in trash bins around LA mm-hmm. between 1985 to 1988. So, all of legal age, though, that's good. All seven women have been shot with a 25 caliber handgun, and DNA from the same individual was present on the breasts of each of the women. Okay. So, uh, that's not very much fun. DNA technology was not really so hot at the moment, so they didn't really know what to do with the DNA. They did store it, so that'll come into play. But they had no leads. They had nothing. These were just bodies all over different parts of town thrown into dumpsters. Yeah. Okay. So... Did they assume that it was one person who did all of these? They did after they realized they were all shot with a 25 caliber gun. That was the, uh, the one time contributing factor to all of it. Now, years later, after Mr. Franklin was arrested, one of his victims who actually survived and got away from him in the 80s didn't realize that she was a part of this whole thing. But here is uh, her telling her story about being picked up by Lonnie Franklin. He said, you want a ride? I said, yes, I will take a ride, sir. And he said, I just got off work. So he opened up the door to let me in. He was nice to me at first when I got in the car. Next thing I know, we hit 180. He hit the corner so fast. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, tonight you will go one-on-one with the undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, yeah, bitch, you're coming with me. So she got in the car thinking he was a nice guy giving her a ride. Mm-hmm. And he got the screwdriver out the glove department. He was shaking, he was shaking, shaking. He said, when I open up this door, you get out and you get butt naked. By the time I got out the door, she was laying right down the side of the car. By the door, when I walked out on my side, the trash bins, two trash bins were sitting right behind me. And I'm like, what are you trying to do to me? Shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, oh Lord, I done messed up. She basically... Can you translate what I just heard? There was a screwdriver involved in a trash bin. I was not following that. It was a little hard. Yeah, okay. Basically, he started threatening her with a screwdriver and a gun and said... (laughs) The gun is a little bit more persuasive than the screwdriver. when I get out of this car, I'm coming around. You better be butt naked. Okay. And he comes around. He opens up the door. And on the ground, he laid a sheet on the ground right next to the car. Okay. And the car was parked right next to a bunch of dumpsters. This guy's romantic. <laughs> Hopeless romantic. <laughs> this man was going to fuck her, yeah. kill her, yeah. and just roll her in the sheet and throw her in a fucking dumpster. So he's getting efficient. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So You know what? Is- that's actually – that's smart. A lot of people do something and then transport the body – in order to get rid of them. This guy's like, why don't I just bring the person while they're still alive to where I want them to be when they're dead? I would say anyone who sense. gets efficient at murder is a creep. Would you agree with that, Carl? Probably a little yeah. creepy. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's find a little bit more information about what happened that night. Oh, what? And I look at it and I go back there and look, and I look at the trash bins back there and look down on the ground and just think about what could have happened to me that night. You know, that's where they probably would have found blood of me dead at. Right behind the welfare office. The dumpsters where he was a taker was right behind the welfare office. Not the place where he really cared about anyone's welfare. I just thought I'd point that out. We don't know how many people he abducted and how many people got away. We know how many dead people there were that they were able to connect. But in 1988, a 30-year-old girl, same situation, walking home, gets stopped by him. It's a yellow Pinto. Uh, He got her in the car, pulled out a handgun. And instead of raping her, he shot the woman in the chest three times, Carl. Okay. And then threw her out of the car, dumped her off. She got away. She was the first person to actually know this was him, 
She had the 25 caliber bullets inside of her and got to a hospital and gave a sketch to the police. Okay. Now, this was 1988. He got the nickname The Grim Sleeper because in 1988, all of his murders stopped until 2002. Oh, weird. Yeah. They called him The Sleeper. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But in 2002, the same MO started popping up all over again in L.A. 15-year-old body was found. Uh, another 35-year-old body was found. Another 25-year-old body was found, all shot with 25 caliber handguns. Why did he shoot the one woman before he raped her? What was the well, Was she being uppity? What was the deal? Actually, yes, Carl. Okay. That's what his pl his complaint was. All right. When that was he, what his complaint was. Yeah, it was. He was very <laughs> not pleased with her. She, <laughs> That's too much sass, lady. <laughs> listen, we're, listen. I want to make this rape go smooth as possible, and I'm going to need some cooperation around right. here. Right. Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, basically, he offered a ride, and she said no, and he kind of badgered her until she said fine which is really not a good move right ladies just a reminder don't get into cars with strange guys but he's like come on come on come on and then when he pulled out the gun she was like why are you doing that he says because i was disrespectful that is disrespectful to, pow, to, pow, pow. to say no to a free ride yeah ladies come on up. but now they were finding dna on these people they were finding more bodies well, i thought they had a sketch artist they did but, I mean, we're talking 14 years later. This guy's out collecting garbage. All over town. All over town. He's out all the time. No one Riding saw Riding out the back of the truck whistling. Right. No one saw this guy? Right. No. So he got away with it 14 years. All of a sudden, boom, 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 this starts happening. So guess what happened in the last 14 years? DNA became more of a thing. They put in the DNA into their new database for the state of California. And Christopher Franklin, Lonnie Franklin Jr.'s son came up as a familial match from a felony weapons and drug charge in 2008. So the cops were like, okay, we found a match. This guy's got to be related, but this guy's too young to have done it. Who could it be? Oh, look, the dad kind of looks like the guy in the sketch. So Carl, the cops staked out Lonnie Ford or okay. Lonnie Franklin. Yep. They started following him around and he went to a birthday party at a downtown restaurant. A cop dressed up like a busboy. And went in and watched him eat and then went and took his plate with his fork and a half-eaten piece of pizza. And they used that DNA and bingo. Is that legal? Apparently. They're legally allowed to trick you they to They had a warrant. The and DNA? it's disposed of. It's garbage. Wow. But the cop dressed up like a bellboy. Yeah. Or a busboy. A, a busboy. Yeah. He didn't carry his bags in. Franklin was arrested on July 7, 2010. And during the search of his home... This is the interesting part, Carl. Oh. We know about 10 murders. Like I told you about 10 people that were kind of tied to him. Yeah. Those were the 10 murders he was uh, convicted of. But during the search of his home, detectives found hundreds of photos of unidentified women. Many of them were nude, some beaten and bleeding. Some appeared unconscious or dead. Photos of the Grim Sleeper's 10 known victims were included in this. Um, they don't know who the other people were. There were hundreds of them. That is not a Kodak moment. No so photography in that time. Either it's a Polaroid, or you actually have to go get it processed. Yeah. So what was he, he doing? Had his own, he had his own uh, place to do it at his house. Oh, so okay. So he had the dark yeah. room and everything. So this is what happened in Germany, dude. So, they were taking photos of why shit in is Germany. He a photographer on this shit. This is so. It's a good thing this was before Facebook. Yeah. This guy would have outed himself a lot. His earlier. Instagram account would have yes. had a problem. Right. He would have done fine on TikTok. I hear. Why do people take photos of their crimes? 
I feel like I'd be such a better criminal than these assholes. Well, the police asked him a que- the police were asked a question by a reporter about this uh, 14-year period of him being asleep after they found all of these photos of these women. Okay. And this is what the police had to say. Is your working theory that that this grim sleeper, as he's known, who was quiet, it seems, for 14 years, may not have been quiet for those years? Well, I don't believe for a minute he was quiet. What's well, a shitty nickname then, isn't it? The grim sleeper is a shitty nickname. It doesn't make any sense at all. They should just call him the murdered garbage bub. Yeah. Gar- he should just be garbage man. He really should just be called garbage. That's what a garbage. He's a garbage man. He's not a. He's not fit to have the title sanitation worker, Carl. I don't use the word garbage, but if I did, I might call him a garbage man. Yes. Nah. He looks just like Teddy Long. Okay. Lonnie Franklin Jr. Bring that back again. He looks just like him. It's hysterical. <laughs> no one is related to this. I, I just because you are. Just because you're no selling it. In the comments, how you know who's gonna love it? Vinny's Podcast Hitman is gonna laugh his ass Podcast off. Podcast Hitman will love it. I'm sure. Podcast Hitman's gonna love it. That's all. That's my creep. That's your creep. Lonnie for this Franklin week? murdered a whole shitload of women. All right. Threw them in dumpsters. Very good. Raped them too. So uh, it's my turn for my garbage man. This is a guy that everyone knows very well. Notorious garbage man. Are you trying to say Tony Soprano? (laughs) Tony Soprano is my garbage man this week. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, my... Can you maybe cue your audio next time, asshole? I know. Sorry. I I pulled that after you pulled the, the other theme song there. I decided to just find it on YouTube. I didn't know there was such a long intro going to that. My bad. My bad. <laughs> My creep this week is a guy known as Joel Guy Jr. And what, Wait, Joe Guy? Joel. Joel. Joel Guy Jr. I don't like that name. That, that's like the name that you see in the papers. Joel Guy Jr. arrested. Yeah. Joel Guy made a trip up to Knoxville, Tennessee to visit with his folks over Thanksgiving back in 2016. And... Uh, all of a sudden, his folks, after the holiday, didn't go back to work. And people were concerned. And they were wondering what happened to his folks. So they sent the police over just to check in on him, make sure everything was okay. Well, it's the holidays. I yep. assume they were all at home together. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Well, the deputies could have never imagined what they would walk into with something out of a horror movie, Ted. Both Joel Sr. and Lisa were brutally murdered and dismembered. Oh, okay. So it's easier to wrap him in a sheet and throw him in a dumpster. Well, this is why he is my garbage man. What he decided to do was take the bodies, dismember them, and then put them into garbage containers full of bleach and other chemicals that would deteriorate the bodies. Some type of uh, house-made acid, I guess. So this guy really wasn't a garbage man. He was more of a chemist, Carl. Well, I mean, the, the garbage cans were a key part of this. But there's even more to it than that. The uh, crime scene is about as horrific as Chanley said, like a horror movie. You have body parts in pieces of Tupperware um, around the house. You have mom's head apparently boiling in a pot uh, on the stove. (laughs) They came into the house to find, and there's video of this, you can find it, of a giant pot on the stove with his mom's head in it. He was trying to boil it down to nothing. He was just like, hey, guys, come in here and put your hand in this thing of spaghetti. It's brains. <laughs> yeah, this was after Halloween. Oh, I don't think that's what that was. It does feel like brains. Wow. Oh, that's really bad. So he boiled his mother's head. Yes. Put their limbs, body parts inside of Tupperware and basically was trying to melt them into a human goop. Yeah, they 
Exactly. They found Joel Sr.'s hands in the exercise room. He had body parts thrown all around the house when they came up there. He never learned to put his toys away. No, he definitely did not. So Guy Sr. was stabbed at least 42 times and his wife at least 31 times in the chest and back. So he really wanted to make sure he took care of the job when he did this. Now, he wanted to defend himself. This is a trial that just took place. He was just sentenced. He wanted to defend himself. He's filed several handwritten motions, most recently a motion to represent himself. Also wanting to override the prosecution and have a judge consider the death penalty if he is convicted in this trial. All those motions so far, though, and unsuccessful. So they didn't let him do that. Well, I like him. I like the spirit. They assigned an attorney. If you're going to do anything, you know, go all the way for it. Defend yourself, son. Yeah. I like it. According to the article here, I I guess he probably could have done as good a job without having an attorney assigned to him. During Guy Jr.'s four-day trial, the defense presented no evidence and did not call him to the witness stand to testify. Basically, the guy goes... Listen, he was in a good mood that weekend. There's no way he was going to murder his parents. Why would he even want to do that? Come on, the holidays are coming up. The problem is the prosecution called a string of witnesses and presented extremely graphic evidence against the defendant, including photos of Guy Sr. and Lisa's partially dissolved torsos floating in what has been described as a diabolical stew of human remains. The best part about this, you ready for the kicker? The best part is... It, the kicker wasn't the mom's head on the stove? That one was pretty good. Okay. The best part was, you want to know what the motive is. Why would this guy want to murder his parents? He's a 29-year-old guy. His parents are in their early 60s. And he decided to write down notes about everything that he was going to do and why. This is someone reading from his notes in the court trial. In court. He's not alive to claim her half of the insurance money, all mine, $500,000. He basically wrote down all of the assets that his parents had and wrote down if the father is dead and the mother can't be found, then he would receive the assets. He wrote all of this down, showing everyone what his motivation was. But that wasn't even the best. He's definitely a lawyer, this kid. He's a lawyer, all right. (laughs) That wasn't even the best thing that he did. He wrote down a shopping list. Milk. Before he murdered (laughs) them. I'm going to read it to you right now. I'll send this to you. This is so funny. Get killing knives dash quiet dash multiple. (laughs) This is a bullet point list. (laughs) Get sledgehammer. He did it right quantity too. He did it right (laughs) Multiple. Get sledgehammer dash crush bones. Bring blender and food grinder dash grind meat. Get bleach dash denature proteins. Get plastic bin for denaturation process. He's got it all figured out. And then he says, uh, does not matter where they're killed. Just get rid of bloody spots to prevent evidence of the time of death, not the mattress or couches. He, this is the notes he's writing down for himself. Like, did he think he was going to forget that? Yeah. Why are you writing this down? Yeah, I don't know why anyone think this would think this was premeditated. <laughs> I know. Oh, get rid of bodies inside their house because the, the DNA is already there. He's got it all figured out. Like, what is he going to say? Like, how would he even defend himself with these notes laying around? Is he is he think he's OJ? If I were going to kill them yeah. and make them into soup. <laughs> right. This is what I would do. Yeah, no, this, this was not a difficult trial. So he's been sentenced to life. And uh, he, I don't think he'll be seeing the light of day ever again, which is good because he is a creep. Yeah, I would say so. 
Well, Carl, that was uh, whew, that was fucking something, that one. It was something. All right. Well, I guess, ladies and gentlemen, it is up to you now if you would like to vote this week as to who had presented the creepiest person. The creepiest garbage man is obviously me because my person actually was a garbage man. <laughs> but Joel Guy Jr. did use garbage bins to get rid of his parents. So he was also a garbage man. No. Yep. That's not how that works. Yep. That is how it works. Vote for Carl. Folks, I think you just Thecreepoff.com. Folks, I think you just learned how much work Carl puts into this. <laughs> so uh, thecreepoff.com for your votes. And uh, stay tuned for that. Carl, would you like to hear some voicemails? Oh, yeah. Did we get some voicemails this week? We did. This cool. one, um, I got to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, the only reason I'm playing this is because it's 43 seconds long and it partially made me laugh. Hey, friend, it's John Melendez from the Howard Stearns, y'all. I got a proposition. I got a prop. I got an idea for you. Stop doing business with Carla and I'll do comedy show. Fuck, is that cat? Got a cockroach. Kill the cockroach cat. Oh, fuck. Where's my last cause light? Oh, fuck. I got a new bit. I got a new bit, Vin. All right, all right here's what I do. I, I paint my belly orange and I show the crowd. And I'm like, hey, my belly's Donald Trump because <laughs> because he's an idiot. <laughs> that, 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 thank you. Bye. It's a good bet. Yeah, it's a good bet. <laughs> that's a good that's bet. the only thing that made me laugh at that. I was just like, wow, that's a really terrible imitation. All right, that's pretty good. All right, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take it. And uh, this one came from, uh, we have a lady listener. I don't know what she said here. It just... Uh, didn't come out too well, but see if you could help me translate this. Hi, Denise and Carl. Well, thank you so much for playing my uh, voicemail last week. Just want to say that I'm very disappointed for this week that has very, very popular cases. But um, I think I'm going to just go for Vinny anyways because it does suck. Signing out, Carl's left not. Ha, 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 ha. She Carl's left nuts. I think at she the did. End. I think that's her screening. Carl's, <laughs> Carl's left, left nuts. All right. Personally, you'd rather be the right one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So she was upset because we did well-known cases. Yeah, is that what it was? That's All what right. I think it was. I, think I can't she... figure out what people want. I really well, I have no either. idea. Uh, and here is a suggestion. Wheel idea. The other guy gets to choose your topic for the next week, and you have to do your best try to make him sound as creepy as possible because you'll probably choose someone who's not creepy at all. Vinny Winnie, people's champ. Huh. Is that Kevbot? I don't know. I don't like that sign-off. I, I like that sign-off quite a bit. Vinny but uh, I don't know if I like that suggestion just simply because I really would rather have you trying. It's not like a freebie. Like I don't want to give away points, but maybe it could be interesting where the loser has to pick the uh, the creep for the other person the week before. What do you think of that idea, Carl? It's it's weird because convoluted, maybe. Well, you just like pick Mister Rogers or something, and yeah. then the person be like, "Yeah, I couldn't find anything." I think that'd be a really boring episode. Yeah. If we just try to sabotage each other, like we're not even very good at this. I don't need you sabotaging me on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help me at all. Same, vice versa. <laughs> okay. I vote no. But I like I like the creativity though. Keep the suggestions coming because I do want to replace some of the things that are on that wheel of consequences. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear more ideas so that we can try to figure out what the best ones are. I also really liked the Vinnie Winnie part. Are you ready for the scum parade, Carl? Yeah, I'm ready for the scum parade. Let's do it, buddy. The scum 
We're going to start this week's scum parade in Utah. April Shirtlift, 37, has been charged with multiple counts of child abuse, aggravated assault, and a threat of violence. Police were called on Friday after it was reported that a taser had been used on a child in a church parking lot. The boy told police that he and a friend were riding scooters in the parking lot and noticed a woman possibly filming them while she sat in her car. Feeling uncomfortable, the boys left the lot. When they returned and continued to ride their scooters, the woman showed the boys her taser and yelled, I'm going to fucking tase you. <laughs> yeah. As the boys began to try to run away, the victim said the woman drove towards him at a high rate of speed before getting out of the car and chasing him. She eventually caught up to the boy, allegedly, placed the taser on his chest, and activated it for what the victim said was about four seconds. The woman drove away as the boy laid there screaming and crying. Shirtliff later admitted to police that the vehicle seen on the video surveillance was hers, but that she did not own a taser and denied threatening the boys. The police actually described her personality as electric. They said she really lit up a room. <laughs> However, she later said that she did own a taser, but that she didn't use it. Upon inspection of Shirtless' vehicle, police found the taser, and investigations showed it matched the burn marks on the boy's yeah, chest. Yeah, what would be the chances that that one didn't match the burn marks? Oh, it actually is a different taser. By the way, this story, there's something missing here. I don't know. Those boys must have done something to that they lady. They did something. This doesn't make any sense. This woman's just looking to tase nine-year-olds. She's a 37-year-old. Yeah, she looks That's like, like she's about 67. She looks yeah. like stuttering John 37. <laughs> she looks terrible. It might have been John. She's not it might have been like a My Cousin Vinny situation where another person who drove a very similar car was also in the lot. For sure. It was John. It was actually Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra tases children. Lenny Dykstra. nine years old. Lady Dykstra tased a boy in the church parking lot. That, that story is nonsense, though, right? There's no way. There's something missing there. Yeah. We don't know. But uh, all we know is that a kid ended up getting tased yeah. and this woman went to jail. Yeah, which is, you know, one of the rare times we're having some fun on this show. Yeah, I'm with it. I I'm all it. about it. I feel like you should be allowed to tase a strange child, like, three, get three a year. Yeah. Like, you should have a punch card when the police show up. Be like, here, I got two left. So you could do two one year, four the next, right? I don't know they if it carry rolls over. over. I think it should. Okay. I'm voting for you. <laughs> All right, November 3rd. Hey, everybody. <laughs> don't forget to vote November 3rd. Oh, God. Dude, everywhere I fucking go with the vote. Yes, I know we need to vote. I get it. No one's reminding me to vote. Oh, I, I need to be registered. I plumb forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you know this is the most important election we've ever had, Vinny? Oh, every, man. Every fucking four years. Every most, fucking app I used, I ever fucking had. tried to order DoorDash, and there was fucking... Oh, God. All I wanted was a pizza. <laughs> yeah, and well, like, a pizza, and you also wanted those breadsticks, you also wanted some chicken fingers, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. And dipping sauces. And dipping sauce. Sydney Deal, 27. I This story fucking blew my mind. I tried to tell my wife this story, and she refused to hear it. She got so upset. Okay. Las Vegas. Yeah. Sydney Deal, 27, left his one-year-old daughter, Saya Deal, in a hot car Monday afternoon with the keys inside. Deal's brother told police he was confused by a call that he got from his brother saying, hey, I locked her in the car. I need some help. The AC's running, but I need you to get here. When the brother showed up, he immediately wrapped his shirt around his hand and offered to punch out the window. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. I mean, that's what the dad should have done. Right. Or the dad should have called 911 instead of calling his stupid brother. Well, also, I think he's lying about the AC running. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get there. Sydney, the father, stopped him and said he wanted to wait for a tow truck because, quote, I don't want to damage my car. Right. I just bought this car, yeah, yeah. and I don't have the money to repair a window. Right. During the same time, 
he had his girlfriend on the phone calling the insurance company to see how much it would cost to get a locksmith yeah. to come and open up the door right. to get the one-year-old out. And you know what he told the girlfriend to do that she told the cops? Hang up he on said, him. hang up on him. They want too much money. <laughs> this guy. So he's fucking shopping around yeah. to find the cheapest price to get into the car. And then finally, they flag down the police. The police show up and they go to break the window. Sydney stops them and says, my girl's trying to call a locksmith. Yeah, so now he's holding up the cops from breaking the window. <laughs> this motherfucker, this must have been the nicest Hyundai Elantra on the fucking planet. Right. Whatever car this asshole has. The cops eventually just said, dude, get the fuck out of the way. We're breaking the window. We're going to yeah. save this kid. When the toddler was pulled from the car about an hour later, her body was already in rigor mortis. So he would have saved his daughter's life, but he didn't have a coupon. Is basically what this story is. Do this they guy, have a Groupon for child saving? This guy is a bargain hunter to the very end. I will change insurance companies. You want to tell me it's $89 to get a locksmith over here? That's ridiculous. Why do I pay a premium? I find this whole situation to be absolutely fucked up. I could not find anywhere what type of car it was. But I am fascinated to know what car window was worth more than this guy's daughter's life. He also called his mom at one point. This guy's making phone calls to everyone in his family. Apparently, he's not really tight with his one-year-old daughter, though. I, <laughs> no, I guess, obviously. I guess that relationship isn't all that tight at this point. Yeah, Carl. It's just really expensive to replace a window. It's not! It's not expensive to replace a window. Yeah, well, I mean, compared to the cost of college, you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he just saved himself a ton of money, then. Well, not really, because he's being held on a $20,000 bond. Uh, autopsy is pending. Uh, they describe the car as a high heat environment, and he. How do is... the cops not bust through that window before? How do they not use his fucking head to do it? That's right. what I don't understand. How do the cops not bust through that before the daughter dies? Were what? they just standing there going, "All right, I guess we'll wait for a locksmith." Do, 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 do. I mean, if I was this guy, I'd be like, "Shh, she's sleeping, really still. Like, don't <laughs> oh, wake her up." Fucking asshole. Brutal. Now, you're a married guy. I'm a married guy. Did this uh, next story terrify you as well? <laughs> no, not at all. Really? Dude, this next story, I'll explain it. You go through it. Okay. A Pennsylvania man has been accused of trying to kill his wife by setting a tripwire on the stairs of the ferry of their home. Uh, William Dankstrestretter, he's one of yours, he's a German, Yeah. Uh, is now facing charges of attempted homicide, aggravated assault, and simple assault, the reckless endangerment. So basically, the wife... Went downstairs to go get her Jimmy Dean sausage bowl <laughs> yep. from the freezer in the basement. Yep. And this motherfucker took two little eye hooks, attached them to the sides of the stairs, and put a thin trip wire at the top of the stairs. And the stairs are, des are described as pretty, like, treacherous, and you're going to fall right onto fucking cement. And if the, if the trip wire hadn't worked, he was going to get his buddy to go down to the all fours behind her and then just push her over him. What, he, what she didn't realize is that if that didn't work, he had hung an anvil over her seat <laughs> at the table. There was a piano that was going to drop as soon as you left the house. So what he was going to do is he was going to put these skates on her feet and strap a rocket to her back. <laughs> this fucking work. I mean, he booby trapped the house. So yeah. I guess his plan must have been she goes downstairs to get her Jimmy Dean breakfast bowl, hits the tripwire, goes down the stairs. He comes home from work, takes out the eye hook, takes out the tripwire and just tells everybody she fell. That's fucking terrifying. Well, that's the funny thing to me is that they said, we're trying to figure out a possible motivation for this. I don't know, marriage for 30 years? married for 27 yeah. years. What's the, what's the possible motivation? I don't know, nagging? <laughs> Could it be nagging, potentially? Her sausage bowl breath, maybe? Jesus Christ. 
I mean, when you're married to someone for 27 years, you don't need a motivation to want to kill them. We get it. Also, did you notice that he was charged with simple assault? Yeah. Like, are they insulting this guy's work? Yeah, way to go, dub dub. Yeah. <laughs> this was not well thought out. Like, okay, well, geez, just charge me. I don't need to hear about your well, opinion on the matter. Simple bill over here. <laughs> what was interesting was she hit it. And she didn't fall over. She, like, caught herself. Yeah. She looked at it. I was like, huh, this is really weird. And she started calling people in her family. Like, what do you think this is about? What do you think this means, Cheryl? Like, she's on the phone with people going, what do you think? I was like, I think you should maybe call the police. Dude, didn't she at first think, like, a, the cat put it there or something? Yeah, she thought the cat, like, kicked <laughs> up the carpet. And she tripped over the carpet. Then she's like, oh, yeah. look, someone used a drill and, and tied this. Maybe, oh, look at these little knots. Maybe it's not my cat trying to murder me since this isn't a Looney Tunes cartoon. And there's well, no way they could have done this. Well, we don't have any kids. And it's just me and Bill. Jesus. Now, authorities believe they had enough evidence to charge William. He came home, and the cops were there. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, he when came they in, asked him. He came in, he's like, did she fall down the stairs? <laughs> no, she's right here. Shit. Hey, 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 where's... <laughs> did you find my wife in the basement? No, she's standing right here in the kitchen. Fuck! <laughs> hey, where's the medical examiner at? I got some papers I need him to sign. Hey, how you guys doing? I stopped by the liquor store on the way home. Oh, man. He pulled up to the scene after returning home. Basically, the cop said he didn't want to talk to us, which is his right. They believe they had enough evidence to charge him, and they took him into custody. So he's in custody right now on attempted murder. I love that story. I do, too. That's that's funny. nuts story. It's funny because I don't know know how much this guy thought about this, but let's say that it had worked, and she had tripped and fallen on her face going down into the basement. There's a real good chance she doesn't die. That's not going to necessarily kill somebody. Yeah. And now he's going to deal with this. It's like, well, I was annoyed with my wife, and now she's a paraplegic. It's even worse. (laughs) Oh, God. The backfire that could have happened. You're absolutely right. So another little. Plus, try to get a fucking hand job after you try to murder your wife. It's going to be a lot of convincing. It's way easier. You just flop her dead arm down and just slap (laughs) her dick in it. (laughs) Just do what you got to do. And she's just sitting there going, no, stop it. Fair enough. Stop it. Her arm's just laying there. You bring up a lot of good points, Vinny. I agree with what you said. Never thought this through. Now, our final and f- our final creep of the scum parade this week. We're going to talk about some law enforcement, members of law enforcement, Carl. Yeah. Did you find this as offensive as I did? <laughs> this, this is the best one. In a misdemeanor criminal information report filed yesterday, two former Oklahoma County detention officers and their supervisor are each charged with conspiracy and multiple counts of cruelty to an inmate. Court records say former jailers Christian Miles, Gregory Butler, and Christopher Hendershot. Now, Hendershot is the lieutenant. He's 50 years old. Yeah. Christian Miles and Gregory Butler are both 21-year-old knuckleheads right. that are working in the jail. They said that they abused four male inmates by handcuffing them to a wall in a standing position for extended periods of time, while at the same time playing the song Baby Shark loudly. They play this for two hours straight. There's no other furniture in the room, nothing else going on. Handcuffed to the wall. Handcuffed to the wall. Forced to listen to this on a loop. I can't even finish reading the story we're going So. <laughs> I don't know what. It's not that bad, is it? Yes, it really is. I think I'd have some fun with that. You know what would have been torture? Is I'm, it putting the, it, I'm putting it in the loop for the music before the live stream now. Perfect. No, you know what would be torture? If you lock them up and put this on. Don't tell my heart. Yeah, Baby Shark's way more fun. Do you do different voices? Icky Breaky Heart is the second worst thing Billy Ray Cyrus ever created. 
Yeah. What's that uh, other sister's name? <laughs> Not Miley, the other one. She's the problem. So investigators charged the defendants. Uh, they said that they would uh, take them into the attorney visitation room. They removed the furniture, handcuffed them to the uh, behind his back, secured to the wall. They were forced to stand, play the music on a continuous loop from a laptop. And uh, none of the inmates appeared to be combative. They just all stood there and took it. I mean, I did 12 hours of listening to fucking Seamus and shit. These guys can handle Baby Shark. That's what I was thinking. It's not that bad. And I was also wondering, so Baby Shark, I guess, could get a little bit annoying after an hour or two. But what's the song that wouldn't make this torture? Is there a certain song that these guys would be let off the hook for? I don't know. I don't know. I would do anything for love by Meatloaf. Must yeah, be. Right. That's a fun song. It's yeah. got a lot of parts to it. Yeah. That you could kind of get into, try to memorize the words. Something with a lot of words. Yeah. Maybe Something like End of, of the World as we know it, where you could sit there and try oh, to figure it out. That's a good one. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. No, that one's terrible. That okay. one would kill me. But like, it's the end of the world as we know it, where you're trying to figure out the lyrics. I think that would be good because it would keep your brain active. What you don't want... <laughs> Is uh, Baby Shark. Right. Or, or Stand, if you're, if you're talking about R.E.M. still. Yes, we don't want Stand. Don't Sh- want- we don't want Shiny Happy People. <laughs> shiny Happy People would be worse than Baby Shark. You think so? I For sure. Ask anybody. That's shiny what th- Happy People. That's what I don't understand about this. And maybe you can explain it to me. I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny these guys did this. They were trying to teach these guys a lesson. I guess that some of the inmates were being a little rowdy. They wanted to teach them a lesson. So they would bring them down to this room and play Baby Shark. But... Is there a length of time or is there a certain song where this is acceptable? Like, I can't figure out what makes this cruel and unusual. You really can't figure out why this no, is cruel and unusual? I, honestly, I don't know. What is the part? In is reality, it Baby Shark? Is Baby Shark actually the problem? Is that the reason why they got fired? Shackling them to a wall and leaving them there okay. is probably a problem, too. All right. I the mean, Baby Shark part is just kind of the comedy. What if they waterboarded them and played Baby Shark? What would be the worst part about it? You think it? the CIA doesn't do that already? You don't <laughs> think, think that shit's do. happening right now? Do. I think they play Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shitty Metallica. That's torturous. Okay. Well, I don't have an answer to that, Carl. I don't know. But if you do have an answer, tweet at us at CreepOffPod. Leave us a voicemail, 585-371-8108. And, of course, you can email us at thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. And most importantly, do not forget to vote this week. Carl, did you have a nice time? Yeah, I had a great time. Don't forget to go to thecreepoff.com and vote for Carl. I'm going to try to start my comeback here. Well, let's talk about what you should be trying to start, and that should be your cover album. Oh, yeah, Nick Bate cover album. Yeah, give us an update. All right, the update is I have talked to members of my band who are willing to record this with me. So there'll be some things I do solo. There'll be some things I do with the jingles department, some things I do with the isotopes. Do you have any idea how many tracks you will have for this yet? No. I don't. I want uh, quality over quantity. I understand. That's my goal. I want to have a variety of different musical styles. Have we thought of a name for the album yet? No, I have not. Do you have an idea for me? Baton by Carl. (laughs) (laughs) How about the Nick Baton switch? The old... No, I like Baton. All right. Can't just yes and me, motherfucker? (laughs) Yes and. (laughs) All right. Eh, It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. We'll see you next week. Gagia!
Well, my bad. 